Hi everybody, it's Sean here from Momentum. Of course you would know that because that's why you're tuned in. Obviously I have been away. Unfortunately last week I missed Instagram Live and I missed recording a podcast because I was sick. I was legit, had no voice, couldn't do anything, couldn't talk. You can still kind of hear it right now but I'm actually feeling so much better. So uh, I thought to myself, hey look, I'm going to go live today on Wednesday And I'm going to keep this trend going as much as I can, as long as I can. So what I did do during that time was, well, I had a lot of time to reflect. And also had a lot of time to chat a few people who are following us. And I really wanted to interact with the people who are on our Facebook groups. Hi, Ria. Thank you for joining us. So the question that I got the most common was actually always about fat loss now. I have nothing wrong with this at all. I used to be like, hey, look, we're not focusing on fat loss. We're going to focus on habits. And that's how we tracked it. But then I started thinking about the other way around because people want to be able to feel good. People want to be able to track something feasible where they can see it, feel it, and where they close as well. So what we want to be able to do is encourage people to do this. And why not? Okay. So the target, sorry, the topic for today is how are we going to help you lose weight in a timely manner and make sure you can hit your goal as well. Hi, James. Thank you for joining us. Hi, honey. Thank you for joining us. So what we're going to do today is we're really going to talk about five things that you can do to help you lose weight in the most adjustable or most time-framed appropriate restrictions. Okay. I kind of stumbled on that one. Give me some time. It's going to get me a little bit of um, well, time to get comfortable. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because last week when I was sitting on the couch, you know, coughing my lungs out and having a headache and a migraine because I wasn't having enough coffee, I wanted to talk about how I can keep myself as active as possible to be able to achieve my goals. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to live an unhealthy lifestyle after this because everyone seems to say that they put on weight after they get sick and they like, oh, no, you know, COVID weight and all that kind of stuff. Well, we're going to focus on how do we get you going to be able to achieve your goal in a timely manner. So the first thing is I'm going to start talking about is exercising. If you are trying to be the person who's trying to lose, you know, 10 kilos in the next two weeks, well, I hope that you change channels because this is probably not the place for you. Or hopefully you tune in and start to understand that we are trying to teach you long-term changes and you will have to exercise. I'm not talking about walking unless you are in an older age demographic, which once again, if you are, Maybe you'd be needing to walk, but you probably wouldn't be tuning into my channel right now. From here, we want you to be able to encourage yourself to do strength-based training. And what I mean by strength-based training is using dumbbells, doing squats, doing lunges, doing push presses, doing shoulder presses, push-ups, anything along those lines, because these are going to help you induce the muscle building factor. Now, you're thinking to yourself, I'm trying to lose weight, not build muscle. That's absolutely fine. We need to understand that building muscle is going to actually help you lose weight and especially lose fat, okay? Uh, I want you to focus on fat loss, not weight loss, even though I keep saying it, it's interchangeable to a certain extent. But being able to use muscle building exercises, which uses more muscles, induces more energy expenditure to help you get there. So what we're going to do is start using strength-based training. If you don't know how to do that, it's time to learn, it's time to film yourself, it's time to study, okay? Because if you're going to have this goal here, you can't have the the loss mentality. You can't be thinking, I can't do that because it's too hard. You have to go, I have to try that to be able to learn. Just don't 
do it wrong and don't do it so hard in the first few days, okay? Make sure you go in it very easy, learn it, make the mistakes. And that's the difference that I've made. Um, that's the difference that is between beginners and people who are experienced. People who are experienced just do it, they make mistakes and they learn faster. People who are beginners, they will tend to think about it, they'll ponder about it, they won't make mistakes and they don't learn. Okay, so we want to make sure that we can put ourselves in that growth mentality to action fast, learn and also make mistakes so that you can grow. Okay, so like I was saying, if you can build muscle, your metabolism starts to increase. More metabolism means, guess what? More fat loss, more energy expenditure while you get to do nothing at all. Hooray, everyone wins. Number two. Now, I'm going to say I actually wrote down track weight. And what I meant to say is track anthropometrics or track your progress. And what I mean by this is I want you to be able to track your weight, yes, to a certain extent, track your measurements, track anything that you can that is repeatable and also reliable as well. Now, I'm going to talk about a person that I particularly had, and I had really, really hard time training this, and I honestly probably shouldn't have let it happen. This particular person said, hey, Sean, I want to lose weight. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And I said, cool, let's, let's help you out with this, and we're going to train twice per week. During those two times per week, first of all, he was not doing the program I told him to. So I couldn't measure anything. My science experiment was going thrown out of the window, basically. The second thing is he wouldn't let me measure him. He wouldn't let me weigh him. He goes, if you're going to do this, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Now, I should have said, okay, that's fine. I know my method works if you let me do my method, but I let him run the show. He needed to make sure that we could track him so we can go him down the way. The third thing is he refused to send me his food, refused to do a food diary. He just says, I just ate this, I just ate that, a very blanket term. So what we found from this is that we weren't able to actually get a baseline to be able to get him to be better as well. So I'm not saying like tracking your weight on a daily basis. That's not going to be beneficial for anyone. It will start to ruin your self-esteem if you tend to be a person of that nature. I can weigh myself all the time. I'm like, yeah, cool. All right, I need to adjust accordingly. But for everyone else, you may have to learn to be able to push yourself into that direction. But what I want you to be able to do is start tracking things like your measurements, uh, tracking your clothes, get someone else to do it. You don't have to see it, but you need someone to be able to talk to you about it. And within our groups as well, we make sure that every person understands that we prioritize habits over results because the habits actually drive the results, not the results drive the habits. You can't go, oh, I'll start doing that when I start losing weight. No, you're going to start doing it now so you can start losing weight. You're going to start doing it now so you can start getting stronger. You're going to start doing it now so you can actually start getting fitter. So if you cannot put that into your mentality, well, try and work around it. Find a way. If you get stuck, message me, okay? My Instagram handle is sean.momentum. Happy to discuss this with you. This is why we have these lives and podcasts for you. The third thing is to track your habits. Now, I'm not talking about just tracking weight. Like I said before, if you start tracking weight every single day, you don't know what you're doing there. You're just going to put yourself in a state of anxiety and you're going to go through into this you know, infinite loop of feeling uncertain. What I want you to do is actually start tracking your habits or actionable things that you can tick off. You can't go, I'm going to have a good day. How are you going to have a good day? I'm going to have good training sessions. How are you going to have a good training session? I'm going to eat good. You can't tick off eat good because it's not in a dictionary. It's not measurable at all. Now, I'm going to show you a, share with you a little story between me and my wife. We, you know, we were sick for the whole week and we go, hey, look, what are we going to do to motivate ourselves to get us going? And I said to myself, hey, look, this is what I'm going to do. And she actually jumped on board. So we are having a lot of fun with this. We're doing a 28-day track it 
we're doing a 28 day change of habit tracker okay and i chose three things that are very easy to do that requires some effort that's gonna line up with my goal now i'm not tracking my weight at all i'm loosely doing it if anything i'm doing this so that i can start to build momentum further forward yes pun momentum so in the 28 days, what I said to myself was, I need to hit at least 100 grams of protein because I know this is going to help me. Okay. The next thing after that is I'm going to make sure I hit minimum 7,000 steps. And I've got my tracker right here. Okay. The next thing after that was I told myself I'm going to train minimum three times per week. And it doesn't count as a training session unless it's 30 to 45 minutes. Now, I said those things because they're easy, they're repeatable, and also I can do them later on. I want everyone to understand that it's not about doing the hardest thing, okay? If I were to do all those things every single day, it's not going to burn me out. Whereas if you're going to do something like, I'm going to train really hard every single day, I'm going to make sure I do 15,000 steps every single day, I'm going to make sure I want to hit every single macro every single day, maybe that will work for you, but guess what? you're stepping that first step way too high. If you cannot do the first step repeatable for the first week, what's the point of doing that, okay? I did this because I can always increase this later on. And what I mean by that is, maybe 7,000 steps is way too easy. I'm gonna bump up to 7,500 in week two. Then I'm gonna go 8,000 in week three, then 10,000 in week four because I found myself hitting it every single time. The next thing is, it's going to help me understand that I can maybe move on to the next step with my nutrition. I started with 100 grams of protein because I know that's not difficult, but if I don't put my mind to it, I won't actually hit 100 grams of protein. So what did I do? I go, I'm going to go 100 grams of protein for this week and week one of my 28 week, 28 days, sorry. Maybe in week two, I can go, hey, look, I'm going to do 110 and then start tracking some fat. Then maybe week three, I go, I'm going to increase my protein and track my, I'm going to track my carbohydrates and then I'm going to track my fat and then after I can go hey look by week four it got me started to be able to track my macros repeatedly very easily as well same thing with my training as well if three times a week's too easy we'll do four times per week and I'll do four times per week with weights and then one time of cardio on the spin bike and that counts as well so starting to track these habits are so important I don't want you to think that it's all about just trying to track results track your actual habits and things that you can manipulate, some variables so you can speak of. After that, the next thing that you can do to help you lose weight and lose fat especially is prioritizing that protein. And that's, guess what? One of the habits that I chose when I was tracking habits. Now, you're probably asking yourself, why? In a few years that I've been doing this, I have honestly met a lot of people in the, um, obviously through the fitness industry as a personal trainer, in weight loss, fat loss, and also as an exercise physiologist as well. And the number one trend I tend to see is, or few trends I tend to see is, people have high intakes of sugar, people have high intakes of, uh, con- what was I going to say, cal- cal- calorie-dense food, so that's like your takeout foods and deep-fried foods. And the next thing is a lot of people are very low protein. And what I mean by that is I've met people as low as like 50 grams of protein per day, And that's for like a, you know, 75 kilo male, 80 kilo male who's not in the best condition in terms of composition. And so I realized that if most people just started eating a little bit more protein, they'd be fuller for longer. They won't be as lethargic. They wouldn't have insulin-based problems. And obviously, we work very closely with dietitians when it comes to this. 
Um, but that's also what I've learned in the years of you know working with thousands and thousands of people. Protein is the one thing that people cannot seem to be able to hit. Carbs and fat very easy to find because you can you know get some deep fried fries if you really wanted to sandwiches and things that just have no sustenance really because you won't feel as full as you would have if you had some protein with each meal. So I know that if people started eating proteins, they would start feeling fuller for longer. They wouldn't feel so blah in the sense of like that sugar drop or the three three o'clock itis, which is really funny because it's 3.01 p.m. right now. And this is one of the things that I think can help people to build more sustainability. But the next thing is we're going to go into the nerdy nerd stuff. Protein actually helps you with a thermogenic thermogenic effect. It takes more energy and more of your metabolism or the chemical processes, so to speak, to help you break down some protein. Okay, so, you know, increasing some of that is good. People do ask me, should I have a protein powder? Honestly, I'm not going to go into too much depth about this. This could be something that we talk about in the future. But if you cannot eat your protein, you should prioritize that first because I think that whole foods is going to be more important. There's no point having protein shakes for every single meal. It's not a sustainable meal supplement, uh, sorry, meal replacement, unless you start actually eating food first. You should still be eating the majority of your food through foods, and supplements are only there if you cannot physically sit down and eat while you've already ate some food between some main meals, okay? So that's number four. The last one is to take more steps. Now, look, like I said, my wife and I are competing. We have this competition going on for 28 days. 28 days, we're going to make sure that we're going to hit our minimum steps. We're going to make sure that we train three times per week. We're going to make sure that we hit our protein goals. So we did put steps into this. Now, is steps exercise? If you're listening to this podcast, more than likely steps aren't exercise, okay? More than likely steps aren't exercise. So anytime that I've seen steps to be exercise for people, if they're generally very, very old, and I mean talking about 65 plus, if they're really, really unfit, and that's that's totally fine as well. If you've got knee injuries and you can't squat, you want to do something very basic, let's go for a walk first. But generally, stepping is not going to be enough exercise to induce it. It is a good start habit to get you to exercise. It is not the end or be all. But let's touch base on that, okay? So I like exercise to include what we call neat or uh, non-exercise something thermogenic, but I like to call it incidental exercise. Wow, I really paused on that one. That's okay with me. Um, But we like incidental exercise. Now, when I was a personal trainer, probably about three years ago, working at a commercial gym, my first class was at a lovely 5.30 a.m., which is no different to now. I still train at 5.30 a.m. for some clients. And at 5.30 a.m., we did a class until 6.30, had, you know, 100 square meters of space, walking up and down, checking everyone's form, or 20 people of them. Then 6.30, we had another class, and I was then after that, I was cleaning the gym, and I sit down and eat my breakfast before the 9 o'clock class. Now, by 8.30, I would have, like, 8,000 steps. By 10.30, we finished the 9 o'clock class, I would have, like, you know, a solid 15,000 steps. Now, what was my body weight at that time? My body weight at that time was probably around 81. Now, when work started to get a little bit busy, and this is a little of my, like, yay, my personal life, when work started to get a little bit busy, I started moving more into a small office and I was training people out of a, you know, hunt, like a 50 square meter office. 
and it was mostly floor-based exercises, not much walking. I would sit from one table, turn around, tell the person what to do for exercises and go back to my table. So I was not on my feet as much. I wasn't, I was still training the same, I was eating the same, but that difference actually of not walking changed a lot in my body. And now I'm more aware of it because I remember last year when I was wearing my watch, I went through a whole 15 hour day of sitting at my desk, helping people with their exercises, turning around back to their desk to print off their exercises. Hi, Rewani. Hi, John. And what happened was my weight actually started to increase. And believe it or not, it's still around that high mark, around 89 kilos. Now, I usually sit around 84 back in those days, and I usually sit a little bit higher with more muscle mass, but that's for a different time. But the person who's going to take more steps is generally going to burn more energy. So it's always a good idea to be able to get some more steps in, which is why my wife and I decided to have a competition. And so I've got my watch here. I've had this for a few years. I got her an Apple watch because she deserves one, but also I wanted to see what we could do with these steps. We started being so much more aware. For example, having a bit of friendly competition is always great. And we, um, we realized how we can get more steps in. So, for example, when she's on the phone, she will actually start walking around the house. And when I'm you know, boiling water, I am walking around the house until I get more steps. If we're sitting down and just talking, I'll just stand up and start walking up and down the house. And we have this friendly competition where we just look at each other and like, no, you stop. You should just sit down. But it makes you more aware of what you need to do. Another thing is in my classes now, because I still have a roughly about 100 square meter um, gym. It's a little bit longer now, so I can walk up and down. But it's still very easy for me to sit down next to a person, talk to them for one or two minutes, go to the next person and walk. And they keep me going from there, especially when I'm doing personal training as well outside of that small clinic that I have. And now what I've realized is I find myself walking up and down and pacing looking at it I actually tend to give people a better experience because i'm realizing more faults in their movement because i'm walking up and down so you never realize how much your steps can help you another thing is when i had my lunch break i decided to walk across the road to get some coffee came back and i was like cool that's actually 2500 steps and it made me understand what i needed to do i'm not afraid to now park my car further and get some more steps even though it's 100 at the end of the day now like my goal was to get 7,000 steps by the end of the today. Today, with a full day of bookings and also walking up and down classes for three hours, I've been able to get 8,000 steps by 12 o'clock. And the only reason why it hasn't hit any more than that is because I sat down to plan this podcast. So imagine all these steps starting to accumulate. It is a compound interest. It is a you know delayed gratitude. Is it the end or be all? Definitely not. You still need to put some time and space into some strength-based training, Pilates, some big compound-based movements with strength and conditioning and training as well, and being aware of your nutrition. So here are some small tips I want to leave with you, apart from those five, okay? Things that I mentioned in here that I didn't directly mention and I want to address. First of all, it's a numbers game. You need to understand that it's a numbers game about your habits versus your non-habits. How many times do you take your steps on and meet your criteria for the day? How many times do you exercise per week? How many times do you hit your protein per day or your calories per day later on? Because it's very easy to get stuck on, oh, my weight went up, oh, my weight went down, oh, my weight went up, oh, my weight went down. Because that's not what, we, what I mean by it. it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game of your habits versus your non-habits, your exercise day versus your non-exercise day or whatever you haven't tracked properly. The next thing is 
I know it sounds a bit crude, but you can't get emotional over this. It's just about learning about it as a science experiment. If you find that your weight has gone up and you've been training all these lovely things and hitting all your protein and all of that, that's great. Guess what? It just means we need to change something. We've missed something along the way. That is not a problem. We're allowed to do that, okay? We just need to make sure you test one thing before we make another change. If you change 20 things at once, we don't know what's working. And the only way to get good results is start tracking what's happening in the past. Know what you need to do. So that's why we have those habit trackers that my wife and I are doing. And if you want something similar, don't be afraid to message me. It's Sean Momentum on Instagram. And I'd be happy to go, hey, look, what's some things that we can do to help you, okay? Um, If you can't measure, you can't manage it, okay? But if you're measuring it and you're self-coaching, that can be quite dangerous. I don't want people to think, oh, guess what? I ate, you know, 100 grams of protein and nothing else all day. And I got great results because I lost weight. But you forgot the fact that that's not healthy. We need you to understand that self-coaching is good. It is possible only if you have the limitations or the experience to learn what you need to do. Because people who tend to self-coach are the people who tend to either A, push themselves way too hard or B, don't push themselves hard enough. And it's because of a lack of experience and you're not the profession. You're not the professional in it at the end of the day. And that's absolutely fine. It's okay to say that. I know I'm a professional in fat loss, weight loss, and building muscle, but I'm not a professional in building, you know, a car. I'm not a professional in um, trying to fix my car and, and as a mechanic and as a barista or as a chef or anything like that. I go to see people who are and people come see me about my fat loss and weight loss and and building muscles. So it's all about making sure you understand where your limitations are as well. From there, it's making sure that um, you have a stronger mentality to be able to take criticism. So make sure you surround yourself with people who are able to help you, okay? And I don't mean just, you know, the same person who doesn't understand anything about weight loss and asking your mechanic about, hey, what should I do with my nutrition? You need to be able to go with someone who is a professional in the field to be able to help you, okay? I hope this is something that's really drilled in. I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you understand that in the world, people have dialed into their given niche and they want to be able to be a professional and master their craft. So if you yourself want to be able to get results, why not seek the person who is a professional in that and guarantee them? Because all professionals will have a system to be able to go for it, not just a here's a one and done and here's a piece of, piece of paper that's going to get you every single thing. It's assistance where to teach you long-term goals to help you with you know, the long-term happiness. I hope this was something that will help you out, guys. If you need more materials to help you with this, don't be afraid to message me on Instagram. I'm always down and happy for a chat. It's Sean.Momentum. Thank you once again. If you really enjoyed this, why not share it with a friend who would understand it and maybe needs to understand it? If not, why not leave a review of my Apple podcast? That would help me out so much. It would mean the world to me because I want to be able to help as many people as possible. It's the reason why I've never worked for another person or quit all my jobs because I know that I am put on this earth, basically. It sounds really, really cheesy to say this, but I know that I'm out here to help people and inspire people to exercise and be the best versions of themselves, okay? Hi, Saras. I'm sorry, but you just missed this uh, Instagram live, but you can catch it on my IGTV on Instagram. Instagram, it's Sean.Momentum, okay? All right, everyone, thank you so much, and uh, I'll catch you up for next week on Wednesday for another podcast, as well as on Friday, I'll be Instagram Live and Facebook Live with Stefan. Thank you, everybody.